You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. Hello, everybody. I want to let you guys know that this episode of the Live Different Podcast is sponsored by, first and foremost, wait for it, new sponsor, Athletic Greens. If you didn't already know, I have been traveling for the last, well, about the last three and a half years, but uh, specifically for the last four months, I have been from North America down to Rio de Janeiro, up back to New York. Then I think I flew to Peru to go up to Machu Picchu to lead three groups uh, up through the Andes, then flew directly across the Atlantic Ocean to Ireland to run under 30 experiences. Ireland, came back to New York, see some family, and then, of course, straight over to Bali, Indonesia. I came back through Taipei and then flew into New York, spent two days with my brother and my family, and then came down to Costa Rica, where I'm talking to you from right now. So I tell you all of that because, of course, we are sponsored by something that keeps us as a team uh, healthy, and that is Athletic Greens. So if you want 50% off Athletic Greens, if you'd like to know what it is, it's a green superfood cocktail. And uh, obviously, I'm not pulling broccoli out of my backpack here. Um, I am pulling a packet of Athletic Greens out, mixing it up with some water, and putting it down because I need all of my nutrients to stay healthy with that kind of travel schedule, help my gut lining and the probiotics going on. Um, And that's what I use. So check it out in the show notes on under30co.com or in iTunes. You should be able to see that and get 50% off your first order. And of course, we're also sponsored by Under 30 Experiences, which is why I go to all these crazy places. We are a travel company for young people ages 21 to 35. If you thought any of those places were cool, well, they are. And I'm here in Costa Rica getting set for our season. So come check us out, under30experiences.com. And now on to a guy, Dan Whitmer, who is absolutely awesome and can tell you guys a little bit more about staying healthy. Hello, everybody. We are here on the Live Different podcast, as you probably already know. And we are here today with Dan Whitmer uh, from Base Jump and Zen Dude Fitness. Uh, Dan is a fitness coach. He writes a blog, has a YouTube channel, writes programs for mass amounts of people uh, on the internet to help them live healthier lifestyles. And uh, Dan is just an all-around cool guy. I got the chance to hang out with him in Austin, Texas. Uh, He is going to be traveling to Columbia soon. And we are running a fitness trip together uh, to Costa Rica in the upcoming months. So I want to uh, just really take a uh, take some time here to, to get to know Dan a little bit better and see what's going on uh, in your world, Dan. What's happening? Not much, man. Not much. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the show, dude. Of course. Of course. You say not much. It sounds like the opposite of not much is usually going on, uh, on with you. you. It sounds like you have quite a lot <laughs> going on, actually. Yes, I know. I need to refrain from, uh, there is a lot, there is a lot going on. No, it, um, you know what? It's, that's all good because I hate when people always, your default answer is especially we can, we can, uh, rip on New York for a little bit, but every oh, time gladly. someone says, uh, 
how busy they are or how stressed they are. It's like, I don't, but that's not why I asked how you were doing because yeah, I guess I care genuinely, but I don't care if it's your default answer that you're just stressed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just super busy, super busy. Don't have time to talk to you. Basically, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I will say that also. I I ref, I definitely refrain from using the word busy because mm-hmm. I think it is a way overused. Like in my opinion, if you have time, you can make time for anything in your life. So saying to someone, no matter what city you're in, I'm busy. I, I do believe in the uh, what's that cliche? It's like it it just means no, or I don't want to do that. Right, right. Or just just say no. You know, that's yeah, a skill exactly. that so many people need, especially if you find yourself busy. Well, then it's probably because you're not saying no enough. Or I, I heard a quote one time where if you are, if you, something like uh, the reason to say no is because you have a more powerful yes lined up like okay hey i can't hang out tonight because i want to spend time with my family or whatever it is yes there's something that is more powerful than whatever the opportunity is at uh, at hand but people love to chase opportunity like like chickens with their heads cut off and that inherently makes them busy wouldn't you say absolutely man we're all you know Life is not this big, difficult thing that I think people like to make it, especially Western society, this big, difficult, stressful thing. You know, honestly, man, we don't really have too many problems. Every day, a lot of us wake up and we're all, you know, in perfect condition with the ability to go and create, do anything. Um, And I think that's like, that's one thing I remind myself of, or at least try to every day, you know? Yeah, no, I, I I could not agree uh, more, especially because you said with the Western lifestyle, and secondly, about just all of the stuff that we make up, it, that we that we talk about, it's just made up. That we just, you know, our calendars are just packed because most people are just trying to feed their egos by having a packed calendar and and feeling important and you know feeling self important. And uh, at the end of the day, none of that shit really matters. Uh, <laughs> and I, I literally I just came from I just came from Bali. I spent three weeks there, and yes, that is not a Western lifestyle. You know? <laughs> and and yes, there's lots of Western influence, or there's now becoming Chinese influence. Which is, um, um, you know, they're they're experiencing the birth of capitalism. But I just spent three weeks there, and yeah, people are driving. I had a discussion with a guy on the plane who had lived there for 13 years, an American guy, married to an Indonesian woman, and he said, "Yeah, people drive a little bit faster now. People aren't just uh, cruising down the road with nothing to do because they're chasing the dollar." Um, yeah. And but at the end of the day, right, like. Money is just something that we've all made up as a basis for interaction with each other. And it's also how many people in the world feel good about themselves. And I'm not saying we don't need, I'm not a complete hippie, right? It's not that we don't need, need this stuff, um, but it's, it is literally a made up thing. It's just pieces of paper and in the United States it's not backed by anything. So uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm just going down the rabbit hole now. Because hey dude, it's cool, man. I'm, the one thing I always tell people, man, is like, I am the, the, the guy who's like definitely more of a realist and like, no, that's some, I, I'm usually the first one to call bullshit and be like, no, that's some hippie shit. But in the case of something like this, this is, this is actually something that I feel very similar. You know, I don't, people, people hold a lot of things. They, they, 
create distractions in their life that kind of they think create this identity for them. And so if they have enough of those distractions in their life, then they have an identity. If they don't have those distractions, then it's like people lose it. They freak out, you know? I completely, I completely, completely agree. And I'm just going to continue down this rabbit hole. And, of course, I want to hear. Let's go, I, man. I we're, want already, we're already halfway. Keep, yeah, we're already halfway down. We might as well uh, forget <laughs> pulling the, the, the parachute on this one. Um, you run something called Zen Dude Fitness. And you're talk, we're just talking about self-importance. And I mentioned the word ego and how we just fill up our calendars. And you just said that this is just something that we do to uh, pass the time, or, or I forget how you just put it, but will you, will you kind of address what, what ego is uh, for people who might not know, not, not Freudian ego, but the, the thoughts about ourselves, why we feel important kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like to me, uh, the ego is something that needs to be constantly fed. And so in order, people are so, we're raised in a society where as soon, you know, from birth until you start to get older, these distractions in the form of material things, emotional baggage, they pretty much just increase, especially in the U.S. And so it becomes, or what people think are all these things, they think are themselves. Um, and so it creates this ego, and when they don't continue to feed that ego, then it becomes, you know, it's like they're abandoning it, which creates this separation, which causes a lot of people to feel, um, you know, stressed out, depressed over, and causes all these like wrong thought processes to go on in your head. But it's funny that these artificial things create it in the first place. And so to me, ego is this idea of, you know, you're constantly needing to feed this identity that you've created for yourself, but you're feeding it with the wrong input. Instead of giving it, you know, thought about who you are and what you want, you're just feeding it with, um, well, I'm a, that's like, you know, people with jobs. It's like we always talk about being detached from your business. You know, my business, if it fails or succeeds, does not affect the way that I think about myself or the, the self-worth that I think that I have. And for a lot of people, it's the opposite, you know, their things, their job titles, they really do matter and they really are that, that ego. I, you absolutely nailed it right there when you, when you just said, uh, I can't, I don't even want to try to, to restate it because you said it so <laughs> perfectly, but first of all, those people with jobs, those fucking people, right? <laughs> I know, right? People, yeah, that was me people. like not long ago, I'm like, yeah, man, freaking, uh, psh. Just gonna like sell all my shit, travel the world. Right, where where it's like a, <laughs> people think they're good. listening to a episode of Portlandia right now, right? So, but no, what you said is season, so this is not this is not helping our cause. Okay, this is not helping our cause. <laughs> I've actually never seen the show, but people say that I would love it. Um, but <laughs> but seriously, it's the thoughts that you have about yourself, and you think that I am my job title, or I am uh, this important person in society when it's only a made, uh, just like money, right? Your bank account, if, if your ego is fed by how much money is in your bank account, well, those are only silly little thoughts that you have contrived in your head because of how society uh, has trained us to think where we never actually thought for ourselves and asked ourselves simple questions like, 
who, who am I? Who, what do I want to stand for? What are my values? Um, and again, right, you can go down, you can then get into it too deep and be like, well, I am a person who always tells the truth and then you stand for that and that becomes your identity, right? But it's, again, it's just your identity and these thoughts that you have uh, all about yourself that make you feel good when you could be uh, feeling good in other ways about yourself. And I guess, um, I, I guess I could ask you, you know, if you guys are doing something called Zen Dude Fitness, right? And you, it seems like what you do is be, you are able to help people feel good about themselves through fitness and through having experiences of their own rather than just what society thinks uh, it deems important. And, you know, you have your own personal story. You, you know, you're, you, yeah, you've come a long way. So I'd love if you could just share a, a little bit about maybe how you used to think about yourself as a, an example and now how you think about yourself and what other people can, can learn from that. Is that, a, is that a fair question? Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> this is definitely, this whole, like, that whole transformation that I went through is definitely something that is a big part of my life. Um, and something that is, is in my business, Send Dude Fitness, now. But the way it, you know, I think the way I describe my story within my business and if, you know, just in general is I graduated from college. I was one of those kids, like, worked my butt off at school, partied, had a great time, you know, not unlike many other uh, people, 20, 21, 22 years old. And um, I thought at the time, you know, my ideal future was get the best job I can, making the most money, move to a big city. Um, as soon as I have more money, I'll figure out what I want to do. I'll figure out who I am a little bit more. Um, and also, man, when you have that mindset, it's, it's also not just toxic because you're only thinking about money, even though that's at the time not what I really, I wasn't aware of that, but I wasn't really thinking into the future. I thought to myself, like when I graduated, I was like, well, shit, this is it. Like if I'm going to go into work 40 hours a week and like sell software for something that I really don't, you know, it doesn't really feed a burning desire inside of me, then okay. Well then I mean, at least I can focus on this weekend and getting as fucked up as possible with my friends, you know? Sure. Um, so it was definitely much more of that mindset of, um, you know, I'm going to get a safe job. I'll move my, my way up. I'm social. I can go out and, and party and have fun. And, and this is, you know, this is how life works. Um, I was always a little bit disgruntled, though. You know, I think where, uh, well, you and I, Matt, when we first connected, like a big thing that happened to me was I was that kid sitting in New York City at like 2 a.m. on my computer like, dude, there's got to be something else. Like what else does, does anyone else feel this way? You know, and I, I had this, I know you can relate to this. I had like this sense of guilt, like, you know, I, I came from a very blue collar family, but was able to move up very quickly in, you know, for relatively in, in corporate America. And so I hit this point where I felt guilty, like, I'm, I'm not an entitled person. Why do I have this job that pays me all this money? And I hate it. What's wrong with me? Um, and so I went through and kind of even during the time that I was working, uh, I worked for like a big database software company 
uh, headquartered in New York. And I was kind of always asking other people or like my peers, like, hey, do you feel this way too? Like, I really don't like this. I kind of hate it. Um, and hands down was the best office job I've ever had. Like the people there I'm still great friends with. Like I love the people that I used to work with. Um, but at the end of the day, if I sat down and really asked myself, do you want to do this? The answer overwhelmingly is it was no, I don't, I don't care at all. And I think at the time I was really afraid to admit that. Like I was really afraid to say the words, I have no interest in database software whatsoever. You know, sure. like that was a, that was like a, of course I'm not going to think that way because I'm working for this great company. They provide me with all these benefits and money. Why should I be, how can I be ungrateful? Cause I wasn't raised that way to be ungrateful. So why am I acting like it? Oh, okay. Can we, can we dig into that a little bit more? Because a lot of, I bet a lot of people are listening right now who it is very difficult and, and I don't know, everybody's been through this, right? There are times where it's very difficult to be honest with yourself and to actually ask yourself the right questions and come up with honest answers. Even when nobody's listening, it's just yourself. Do I like this job? And there was some type of block that you had because of either the way you grew up or um, your feelings about money or, or yourself or your ego that was telling you uh, or we're, we're not allowing you to, to face that truth. Can, can you dive into when that kind of decision was made and uh, what other people can learn from that? Yeah, definitely. Just to clarify your meaning, like when I went from, you know, kind of letting myself be okay with the job I had and then making the switch to like, okay, this is not fine. I need to do something about it. Yeah, you said that you were finally asked yourself, do I truly honestly like uh, this? Yes. You know, and that's very hard for people to be real with themselves and to, um, to look and, and do deep introspection and actually ask them, where at the end of the day, it should have been like, Dan, do you like this job? You should have just said, no, of course I don't like this job. But it was yeah. hard for you. You had some type of mental block there, possibly. I don't, I don't know. Could you tell us more? Yeah, man. I think it was... I felt isolated. So I think I felt, you know, I had that bit of a weird feeling like I want to hide these feelings because I should just be happy that I have this great job. I don't think it was until I actually was up late at night looking at something and found someone's blog. Um, dude, you know who I think? I think I, the first person that I kind of dove into was uh, Chris Gullibo. Okay. Yeah, great uh, yeah, great couple books. Uh, $100 Startup, The Art yeah. of Nonconformity. Is there a third one? Uh, I th yes, uh, The Happiness of Pursuit. Beautiful. Yeah, we will link up these on the show notes of under30co.com because if you're looking for answers like this, he's, uh, he's an awesome dude. He's, has he traveled to every single country in the world now? Yeah, that was the one. Uh, his, I, th I believe it's his like, PDF manifesto he talks about you know, how many, like when he finally made it to all those countries and it just, that was a really, really inspiring, uh, I love that story, man. I mean, that's amazing. Yes. Okay. So you're up late at night. You're saying, is this for me? Is there something else out there? You're trolling weird internet, uh, websites. Yeah. Google, <laughs> like, give me the answers. Right. What does, how did you find Cause, but Google can't tell you, hey, Google can't uh, suggest, hey, man, maybe it's that you actually just hate your job and you're not being honest with yourself. How did you come to that answer? Totally. 
Totally. Um, I think it was actually reading a, a crisp gullible blog post that shot me down a rabbit hole of all these like other authors. But basically I remember sitting there and thinking, what did I, I read something that was like, you don't like, you don't have to live the way people expect you to. And I've read that quote over and over. I wrote it down on my phone and I would look at it during work. And I remember one day just being like, you know, and I've always been a pretty like laid back dude. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like, I don't know, kind of anal and can be like meticulous about stuff, but I'm pretty laid back. And I've always been someone that if I decide something, I'm just going to do it. And I think I just got to the point where I saw enough reinforcement out there that like, hey, other people are doing this and they're happy and they're still killing it and they're having a, they're living however they want. And so as soon as I think I got a little bit of that reinforcement, it was just like, it was very easy for me to be honest with myself because I am always, I've always been someone who's very in touch with my own emotions. And so my happiness is a very important thing because you know, like you and I've, I think, talked about before, you can't do great things in the world if you're not settled yourself. Like, you can't help other people unless you feel good. And for me, I was like, well, if I want to help people, I'm definitely not going to be the best version that I can if I continue with this job. So I need to start, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I need to start planning my way out. I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do next. And that kind of, as soon as I had that switch, I knew, you know, I was like, in one year, I'm going to do this. Okay, I, I love that. So, at some point, though, you had to you had to say, "I need to be completely fulfilled myself, so that I can pursue something greater than myself." And it could could you maybe tell us where you were along the path? Um, so, if you go to Bass Jump um, to your website. You have your chubby, and I think it says, hey, I, I'm Dan. I was a chubby dude. I played football. And now there's yeah. a picture of you ripped out of your mind, uh, <laughs> jump, you know, jumping rope. And you went through that transformation, and then you could help other people. And through that, obviously, a ton of stuff uh, happened mentally and, and emotionally and uh, and all of that, but um, could you walk us through that part of the story? Because also, you know, mentally and, and professionally, also that had to help. So, did that all? Was that just a huge dramatic shift for you at the same time? Yeah, that's that's yeah. It was a combination of wanting more from my life, wanting more from, you know, I wanted to create something and have that be my identity. And at the same time, I had went through this big physical transformation. So I had learned a lot that along the way that I could share with other people. Um, and I remember really the, the shift happened in a trip to Boston. I went to visit a friend who was in law school at the time and he was, he had lost a ton of weight and I'd been like working out constantly and just could not drop weight. And he was like, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, Oh, I'm jumping rope. And he was like, yeah, dude, stop, stop like beating yourself into the ground. Like take care of your, your nutrition, start jumping rope more. And that was really the point that I got the idea for my first business and then just ran with it, you know? So that was a, it was a combination of, I lost a bunch of weight, gained more confidence both at work and in my personal life. And I think that confidence allowed me to say, you know what? I'm not happy. And I want, 
I want to do something amazing with my life. If, if I'm like, now I have it, now I can do this and now I want to do this. And now I actually believe in myself enough to make it happen. That's, that's really cool. And I can, uh, I can totally share a, a similar sentiment being, you know, I, I played sports all of my life and I, w- I was always tough, but I was always the runt and uh, <laughs> just always the runt. And um, I remember filling out my high school basketball program in ninth grade and I had to, I lied on the form and said that I was 110 pounds <laughs> and you know it, I lied on the form to, to yeah to, to make it to, and then I started lifting weights and like getting confidence and picking up chicks and yeah. all of a sudden like that complete and that was high school you know and and lots of especially men and women of, of course um, go through similar things but yeah just the physical uh, the physical side of it can really help you with your confidence. And as you said, professionally, uh, but I think what everybody wants to know right now is how the hell did Dan lose so much weight jumping rope? Can you tell us, uh, can you, <laughs> can you offer some of your secrets? Cause this is what you do for, for one of your businesses here. Totally. So I got into, so first of all, jumping, there are many, I'm a big believer that there are many different ways that you can get fit because at the end of the day, movement of the body is what burns calories, not any specific, um, you know, type of movement. So I didn't really like to jog that much. And I got very into taking my jump rope and going to Carl Scherz Park on the Upper East Side. And I would bring like, you know, my jam box and I would turn on hip hop and just jump rope to hip hop. And I think the reason why I was able to see so many, aside from jump rope being a a fantastic total body workout, especially when you use a weighted handle rope, um, it was something I would wake up every day and I was excited to do it. So I got more out of each workout. And I think that's what really allowed, it wasn't jump rope alone, but I think it was the combination of it is a fantastic workout, especially when you do you know, add some like high intensity protocol to it. Um, But more importantly, I liked it. And it was something I would wake up every day and say, okay, sweet. After work, I'm going to go jump rope for a half hour to some music, de-stress and burn as many calories as I can. I I think that was really the, the key with like jump rope. That's really cool. And can you, can you talk a little bit more about the music part of it because you're, you know, the company is called, uh, bass jump. So, and you, I know that you love hip hop and that is how probably half of the reason that you wanted to get out there every day is so that you could listen to that music and be, yeah, be just like be in the park and, uh, and just exude confidence probably out there after you got good, after you got good at it, I can imagine, can you like, and I don't know anything about jumping rope. Like I could jump rope a little bit, but I've only ever done oh, it as a warm up. Yeah, please. And we're going to have to get after it. <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell us more about the music and then also how can one learn how to jump rope if uh, they are challenged like I am? Totally, man. Um, So with the music aspect, bass jump started as a physical class. My idea was I like to go out and hip hop dance on the weekends. Why not, you know, contact New York City clubs and try and have these jump rope workouts and use their speaker systems? And like in, um, you know, let's say, for example, Pacha, which is a Pacha, which is a really 
exclusive nightclub in New York. And so my idea, the reason it's called Base Jump was that um, we were going to, you know, I would have these workouts and run them live and just turn on music and do a combination of bodyweight exercises, jump rope, and some very basic hip hop moves. Um, for the, so that's really how it, it started. I've morphed more into like a fitness coach and a blog and everything, but that's why it's base jump. Um, so I like to keep that kind of musical aspect to it. Um, I also have a guy who, one of my great friends, Nick Wessey of ValhallaBeats.com, I would definitely recommend you checking out his stuff. He makes a lot of the hip hop, like instrumental hip hop beats for my videos. And I just, I mean, he knows I'm like, this is definitely a shout out to him. I am, I'm always using his music. He, he rocks it. So that's the music portion of it. Oh, that, that's um, awesome. And we'll link him up in the show notes as well. And if you can, uh, yeah, if you can give me a specific link, we'll put it in there. Cause that's something that I would like to check out. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's got some good stuff. Um, and then the, what was the second part of that question? Um, uh, how the hell you learn how to jump ah, rope? Yes. So, um, first of all, I do have, if you go to the base jump YouTube channel, there is a ton of tutorials on there, um, that you can check out. But I want to let everyone know that when I first started jumping rope, I sucked. Like I was bad, dude. I couldn't, I honestly could not jump for more than like 10 consecutive seconds. <laughs> um, but if you're starting out, the first thing I always tell people, less is more. You do not want a lot of movement when you jump rope. Hmm. Uh, so your toes really only come about, if done properly, about a centimeter off the ground. There's like a misconception that jump rope is high impact. Absolutely not. You should be on the balls of your feet and jumping no more than a centimeter just to get uh, the rope under them. Wow. So it's definitely about, yeah, it's definitely jump rope is all in your wrists because your wrists control the speed of the rope and also how tight the rope is when it spins. Um, so I tell people, don't think about the act of jumping over the rope when it comes around because you see a lot of people when they, when they start jumping rope, they're looking down and they like lift their legs up really high or they oh, do yeah. this like. Like the double butt kick, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I look like a second grader playing hopscotch <laughs> for the first time. Hey, dude, it's hard to get down, man. It's understandable. I look the <laughs> same. It's, and then basically like you want – what I tell people to focus on is focus on your wrists. Focus on the rope spinning, and I guarantee you that your feet with time will come with it. Don't focus on your feet first. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to check out some of your, your YouTube, uh, tutorials, um, which, yeah, man. yeah, I'm sure will be, I'm sure will be helpful. And I just want to point out, that's amazing that you can do so much work, uh, for your body and it can be that transformation transformational. And the movement is only one centimeter, right? Like just think yeah, about that. For that's a, a great, you know what? I, I, I never actually thought of it that way because, like, you, yeah, you're not really going anywhere. You're basically, you know, a hamster on a wheel, but, you know, you might be doing some cool tricks or something. But, yeah, you're just standing in place. Right. No, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much. Yeah, obviously you got to work and it's effort and it's a great workout, but it's one centimeter of movement. So if you don't, if you think you have to go out and run, uh, you know, a half marathon, 
you, you don't. Uh, high, exactly. and, and your stuff is very high intensity and short bursts. Yes. Yeah. I try to make it the high intensity piece is really where the, um, cause fat loss, not specifically like I'm not really into like getting big building muscle necessarily. I'm into very accelerated fat loss. So a lot of the workouts I do with jump ropes, I try and get people from doing a regular skip up into the point where they can sprint while, while spinning the jump rope around. Okay, cool. And, and can you just, uh, we've talked about this before on the, on the podcast in our episode with Adam Griffin from Body Fit, but uh, can you just talk real quick for anybody who doesn't know how important high intensity is and why you don't have to be that guy in the gym for two and a half hours every day and how you can go in and knock something out in 20 minutes and, uh, and have you know, way bigger impacts uh, than you could in, a, in the long form workouts that people think they need to do. Totally, man. Totally. That's the, that's the real secret. High intensity training allows you to get a fantastic workout in, in less time. Um, I wrote a post about this and basically uh, the biggest factor that separates high intensity is when you are going all out at these max intervals you are putting your, specifically your VO2 max, you're increasing it to a point that it usually does not get to because it's not sustainable for you to work that hard for a long period of time. And so by essentially bringing your body up to levels that it doesn't usually get to, that's where the real adaptations in muscle and like adipose fat tissue take place. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but that's really like the, the act of repeatedly, you know, putting your body, like going all out 110% um, and then resting and just that continually like repeating that pattern um, trains your body to get a much more efficient workout in. But after 10 minutes of that, you can't, you know, it's hard to do more than 10 minutes of correct high intensity training. Um, and that's, that's what it's designed for. Absolutely, and it could go for any. It could go for anything because if you are pushing yourselves to the very max, that is where your real growth is going to become. That is going to come, and that can go for any part of of your life. If you push yourself to the very max, and then you realize, yeah, I got to rest, right? Like, even more important is probably the sleep that you get that night. Totally. But if you have pushed yourself to that very max in a short term, um, yet in the short term, well, that's how you grow. That's how you mentioned your VO2 max. That's literally the volume, uh, the amount of oxygen in your lungs has expanded and your your lungs have gotten bigger or if you're lifting weights uh if you're lifting weights yeah you want to go to absolute failure where you absolutely can't lift anymore because that is the you're putting your body through the most uh, difficult thing that it could do but you don't have to do that for two and a half hours it's it's no. not sustainable you know and it's never going to be your max capacity and so if you put yourself to your capacity and then you and then you dial it back and say okay now i'm going to recover from that um that's that's where growth comes i i really totally. think yeah man and, and you have to push yourself people don't realize and this it, me i didn't realize this for many years but 
the body is not going to change unless it's forced to. And so if you're not putting it, and like you said, you don't have to do it for long, like long durations, but if you're not putting it in that uncomfortable all out, like I'm running from a cheetah, you know, survival mode at times, then your body has no reason to adapt and build muscle or lose fat. So you have to bring it to that point. Absolutely. And if you are running from a cheetah, guess what? You are going to grow and you're going to grow mentally. You're going to go physically. You are going to hit your max capacity. And next time that cheetah comes up, well, guess what? You're going to have, you're going to have greater capacity to be able to handle that task. And obviously this goes for, again, anything that you're trying to take on, um, whether fitness or, or not. So, um, Dan, I, so I wanted to ask you, so I wanted to get back to kind of your story here. So you started jumping rope, you're in east, the east side, you had more confidence at work. You were able to ask yourself the question, do I really like this? And potentially because you had more confidence now in, in your body, in yourself, you have a more clear mind because you're exercising all the time. The answers come easier to you. And now you can say, well, shit, this isn't for me. And last time we spoke, we, re we really connected about how New York wasn't for us and how, uh, you know, those damn people with jobs, you know, all, all of these types of things, <laughs> you were able to come to these answers and the conclusions. So can you bring us uh, back to your story and how your transformation went after that? Yeah, man. I think uh, I, I hit a point where I just had so much confidence built and then I had this deep seated need to, you know, I, I finally had my answer. So I finally was like, ah, now I don't have to sit up late at night. You know, I'm something about like just what I was doing. I would go, I don't know, man, I would do, I would shoot videos of myself, like jumping rope in the middle of second Avenue and like in random parks in New York. And I just, I had this inspiration that, um, you know, kind of told, and from the people I was meeting as well, um, I had this inspiration to be just, there's no reason why I cannot go out and create something amazing. Just like I see people creating things like Nike, Under Armour, um, some, you know, name a fitness company or whatever supplement company. Um, like I, I finally hit the point where I was like, wait a second, if other people are doing this, well, why don't I just do this? Because this is the only thing I want to do and I don't want to do it for someone else. So this seems, not only did I have the confidence, but to me, it seemed logical. It became like, why would I not do this? You know? Um, and at that same time, like you and I talked about in New York, I also then had this feeling of like, well, then now, now my idea of what it means, and don't get me wrong, I freaking love New York. I love that city so much. Um, but, and I, I, I learned to become myself there and I, I hold, um, a lot of love towards that city for helping me grow. But I think my idea then about money and what it meant, I moved to New York because I thought that's where I had to go to be the best and make the most money and meet the most interesting people. And when I went through that transformation and said, well, screw my job, I'm doing this on my own. I, I think I kind of had the same thought towards the city and I was kind of like, man, this is stressful. And I feel like in order to really become even better, I have to go to some other places and experience new things and new cultures. So it didn't have that allure 
that it didn't maintain that allure that New York had when I first moved there, you know? So that's what brought me then to, to move. Okay. So uh, I'd like to ask you how you said about the people who you then started to be able to surround yourself or who you then started attracting into your life. And uh, I think when we first started, I share, or when we first hung out, I shared my story with you and I was like, all my friends in New York were just too busy or too stressed or too self-important to even hang out and be able to grab a beer or uh, to actually have a meaningful conversation. I have my buddies over and everybody's on their fucking phone looking at their social media and granted, yeah, my roommate like is in entertainment and works with all sorts of celebrities all the time. And yeah, he's pretty pumped when, uh, you know, what name your whatever celebrity when he interviews Oprah and she tweets about it. Yeah, of course he's going to love social media, but like don't come and want to hang out and I don't know, don't come and want to hang out and then be on your phone all the time. But this was like an everyday occurrence for everybody. And it was just like, what's the, what's the deal? Why is everybody acting like this? These people don't have this quite have the same values that I do or care about the same things at this point in their life. And I'm not trying to make myself sound, you know, better than anybody else um, or, or anything like that. But yeah, I just started to get along less and less with my friends there. And then I started traveling and realized that, oh, these, these people are looking for something more or we got along uh, as soon as we met in Austin and we were like, all right, man, well, we're going to have to hang out again because we talked about a lot of just cool stuff that we thought was important and, and meaningful. And you talked about Austin and how once you went there, you met all sorts of people who wanted to live an active lifestyle and, uh, and cared less about the superficial, which you run into so much into New York. Um, can you talk about how you all of a sudden had this transformation and started attracting cool people with confidence into your life? Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I think the nice thing about moving somewhere is I think I didn't, you know, I wouldn't say it's a difference just in New York and Austin because for example, I still have a lot of close friends in New York that I would attribute my ability to have all these breakthroughs. Um, they're still living in New York, and they're still the ones that, even when I move to Austin, no matter where I move in this world, you know, there's a solid group of people that that are in New York that I communicate with on a frequent basis. You know, so I think the cool part was when I left, there was a lot of people that just by default, I you know, kind of left that crowd of the people who didn't matter. And it didn't have to be this thing where it's like, well, hey, we're not hanging out anymore. It was like, well, I moved. So the important people are the ones that I still communicate with, um, you know, and those people know exactly who they are. And once I got to Austin, it was kind of this starting over point because I had, you know, I had, I had worked um, for a little bit still at the software job when I was when I moved down to Austin and then when I quit my job, I was kind of forced into this world of, you know, I have to go find now uh, more people who kind of have, I mean, I don't want to say anyone has a, the same schedules out of my group of friends, but like, you know, who could only find time to hang out on like Tuesdays during midday, you know what I mean? Um, and so that led me to meeting uh, like Brandon, my business partner now and one of my best friends. You know, I met him in our building 
and he was someone who helped uh, kind of like introduce me to people and just really open my mind up to a a lot of people that could share my interests and my stories and you know and and that goes that's just just not an Austin or New York thing like I even I have good friends who I've met who are living in New York after I moved um, and I still like I said keep in very close contact with a few people that are still in New York, but still share that same, you know, openness and, uh, kind of desire for a better life, doing what they want, maybe an entrepreneurial, uh, endeavor or something like that. Um, so I, I think, I don't necessarily think it was just the cities, but I, I will say that with Austin, it's smaller and it's more concentrated. So I was able to meet like volume wise, more people who were very identical to me in a shorter time span. So that was inspiring because, and and you and I touched on that, Matt, just like when you all of a sudden come to this place and everyone's like, Hey dude, like we believe in you, man. Like no bullshit. We actually, we, when, when you have, when you're surrounded by groups of people like that, it's just contagious, you know? Um, and so I, when I think of Austin, that's always, top of mind, you know, meeting that many people that fast who are like kind of cheering you on. No, that's really cool. And just in my experience of uh, the few weeks that I was able to spend there because Jared, yeah, my business partner lives there uh, and it's going to be the the headquarters of Under 30 Experiences is yeah. Austin, Texas now. And we're Very sponsoring nice. the, the uh, local sports league there. So we want to try to really, and we have a lot of different uh, biz dev partnerships and we're trying to, uh, yeah, we're trying to make an impact on a city, but people are open. People are active and um yeah well i i won't rip on new york so much but it, that is my personal story and you have uh yeah i guess you have a, a similar one although you're not as yeah. bitter about it as i as well, i am i'm but, bitter uh, about the I, I wouldn't say like the you know I, I i realized when i left new york there was a lot of things about me personally like i just got less Let's put it this way. When I go back to New York now, I find myself getting more stressed out, easy, like more easily because I'm like, damn, why is it like, why, why are these people like on the subway? Like, why are they like so pissed off? It's driving me nuts. And they're like yelling. And whereas before when I lived there, you just, you're immune to that. I, I completely, agree. You know? I completely yeah. agree. Um, I don't even, I mean, we could go into that more, but, uh, actually let's, uh, let's talk about travel a little bit because you said something, sure. uh, one of the times that, that we hung out, um, you said something that was very interesting and you said, yeah, basically you said that you were able to look at the life that you wanted to create for yourself and you realized that you could come up with a plan and execute on what you, that you could have, like basically whatever you wanted. I, I think were the words that you, that you used and you know, you're a confident guy and, uh, and people, you know, when people meet you, they, they, they feel it that you're not, you're not messing around uh, <laughs> when you, when you say that. Um, but you know, you're now talking about uh, going down to Colombia and splitting some time, or you're going to uh, do this fitness trip with us um, to Costa Rica, and you yep. wanted to make travel a big part of your life. Um, and that's, to me, where you then see how the rest of the world is and how different cultures live, et cetera, and you realize, well, the 
the way that I've woken up every day for the last 29 years is not necessarily, uh, it's not necessarily right. So there's lots of different ways that you can design your life. Uh, but can you, yeah, could, do you mind sharing your experience or at least where, where you said, hey, this is what I want to do and now you're making steps to make that happen? Absolutely, man. I think, uh, I, you know, Brandon, I can attribute this to Brandon. I remember one day when I knew that I was going to quit my job, um, I still remember being like, hey, I want to go. I like saw him after work and he was like, hey, do you want to do this tonight? And I was like, ah, no, nah, I, I have work in the morning. And he was like, well, why? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what do you mean, dude? You know, I got like defensive. I was like, well, I have this like really important meeting early in the morning. I can't go, man. And he was like, oh, okay. well, why do you have, why? Like, why do you have to do that? And I remember just thinking to myself eventually, yeah, wait, why do I have to do that? I don't want to do that. And I know I'm going to quit my job. So like, I don't have, I don't have to do that. I literally don't have to. And I think that's eventually, you know, then you go down that rabbit hole which is a good rabbit hole to go down of, well, wait, why do I need to live here? Well, I don't need to do, I don't need to do that. You know, and I had, I even had friends who uh, were like, well, man, if you're going to start this business, man, you like, you got to be in an area, you know, location, you need to think about this. You need to like get an office. You need, you should like take on some investment. Like this is serious. Oh yeah, you need a board of advisors. You need a whole Stop. board of advisors, and you need all this fancy shit. When you're going to the park and jumping rope and putting it online, yeah. and people are loving it. Yeah, it's that's when you. That's exactly what happened. I thought to myself, I kind of like reverse engineered it. How do I make a living? I have to create X. Okay, I create videos. People purchase those videos for X amount that I say. If I sell X amount of videos, I can make X amount of money. And so I thought to myself, okay, so the process of just figuring out how to make all this stuff and have it run efficiently as a business. But with technology now, I thought to myself, okay, well, none of running this business has anything to do with location, investment, or hiring a team of people, like a full-time team. Um, and so that's really when I started to think, you know, not only do I want to get out and travel and run a business at the same time? But it would probably be more inspiring and my business would thrive more if I traveled and spent it, you know, meeting new people and sharing fitness experiences with others. And um, so that at that point, I was kind of, you know, I went from questioning, well, I don't want to be in one place. Why don't I be in a few places to then being like, it would probably just like with your company, Matt. I mean, you, you eventually saw that, wow, I can travel and do all these things that I love and run my business, you know? And so like that was kind of, once I had that thought, it was just a matter of, again, going back to the drawing board and saying, okay, you know, it's always a simple equation. People make up excuses why they can't do things. It's just, okay, now that I know I want to travel, what's, how much does it cost for me to live each month and what do I need to make and also what should I save? And then from there, it's just a matter of doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could, I could not agree more. And I'm glad that you reverse engineered that. And so much of the advice that you're going to get uh, is from people who do tr truly care about you. But oftentimes, those are not people who have done anything like this themselves ever. Um, and oftentimes, people are 
they're taken back or they're, they feel threatened if you come to them with a new idea or they hear about your new idea and they care for you. You know, and a lot of times this is uh, parents and, and older quote unquote stakeholders in your life, but even just like your friends who just don't, I have so many friends who just don't get it. Or I, I'm sorry, I yeah. had so many friends who just don't <laughs> yeah. get it, right? Yeah. Like most of these people are just not uh, totally. my quote unquote friends or in my close circle but those people yeah they but they feel threatened because they're like well i started a company and i had a board of advisors and i raised a million dollars and that's just what you have to do or um you know or they'll give you advice because their you know their grandfather had a business and that's how he did it well this isn't you know this isn't your grandfather's business here things are like people are going out on new frontiers in this time uh, this day and age because we have the internet and all the stuff is is very very new and there's no right or wrong way uh people are unique individuals and they can display that online and they can make viable businesses and live however the hell they want and uh so i'm just i'm glad that you didn't listen to to any of that nonsense and you made the, those decisions uh for for yourself yeah definitely man i mean i got a lot of help reading uh i think at some point i did stumble across the under 30 blog and I was like, yes, there's a community of these people. This is fantastic. Yes, and you wrote the article for Under 30 CEO and how you, you actually wrote about high intensity. You were like, uh, yeah, he, I stay in great physical condition by uh, you know, lifting weights once a week and jumping rope. Yep. And, it's, yep. and you get to travel and experience life and you don't have to be in the gym for three hours. Uh, three hours a day, um, et cetera. So totally. that's, uh, that's really cool, man. I, I feel like we've covered a lot in the first 52 minutes of, of, uh, the podcast, but also we, I feel like we haven't be, even begun to, to break the, the, uh, the surface. Um, we're going to obviously know, have man. to, to bring you, bring you back on and we'll talk more and, maybe do something else leading up to, to the retreats. Um, and you keep you've mentioned Brandon a couple times, but this is Brandon Epstein. He was the second, uh, podcast ever on the live different podcast. So check out episode number two, if you're interested in learning more about Brandon. Um, but you know, I wanted to ask you, Dan, as we kind of wrap up, I feel like it's it's too soon, too soon to, to <laughs> wrap soon, it up. Man. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, Wondering, A, if you could just tell us, you know, we covered what's up with, uh, with Bass, uh, Bass, I don't know why I hit base, base okay. jump. Um, but I'm curious what you guys are, are doing with Zen Dude Fitness. So for those of you guys don't, who don't know, um, Dan and Brandon have an awesome podcast that covers a lot of topics that people are afraid to talk about and, um, yeah, you guys are just awesome going back and forth together, just uh, just just riffing on different topics. So that's that's really cool. On my way to Asia, I listened to a handful of them. So um, nice. yeah, so I, I appreciated those. Um, but yeah, you and you and Brandon are are going to be doing more things. Um, of course, the the Zen Dude Fitness uh, retreat. But what else is uh, what else is next for you guys? I'm I'm curious. This is new. This is news to me. Yeah. Definitely, man. So we have the, the fitness retreat, and then we are also going to be um, focusing a lot of time on our podcast. And basically, 
giving um, young go-getters, so those people who live in, you know, New York or they're in that, like, anywhere from late teen to, like, early 30s, a lot of, a lot of listeners who are in their mid-20s who are just starting to, um, you know, get out and advance their careers. And so we're going to spend a lot of time focusing the podcast on literally the transformation that, that I went through. Brandon went through a very similar one. Um, and how people that work a lot, that have, um, you know, how, how do people who are busy get the best body that they want in the less in the least amount of time? And then also, how do we, how do we help these people live more fulfilling lives? How do we get them out of this rut of thinking, um, you know, I can't do this, or I'm doomed to do this for the rest of my life? Something like that. How do we get people? not only getting in shape, but empowering themselves. Uh, like what mind practices, uh, do you have to do that to go, or what do you have to go through? What kind of questions do you need to ask yourself to get to that next level in your life? Um, in the same time, we're, we're going to be creating, uh, some programs. I know that like with base jump, uh, I was definitely focused on strictly, a lot of like the physical and nutritional aspect. So we're going to be bringing a lot of my programs to Zen Dude Fitness. And Brandon's area of expertise is we have a coaching practice, which we're still ramping up at the moment. Um, but that's a ton of fun. And I focus on more of the fat loss and nutritional side. Brandon is very, he's also very good at the fat loss and nutritional side, but he has a lot of expertise with um, creating uh, little behaviors and like mental performance type of stuff to help you succeed, not only, uh, physically, but mentally. That, so that, that was a lot. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that is awesome. That is all encompassing. And, um, I'm pumped to be able to hang out with you guys down here. I'm pumped that this podcast yeah. recorded, uh, I am in Manuel <laughs> Antonio, Costa Rica, where you guys are going to be coming. Um, and I, Got my. I've been here for two days. I just came from. I just came from Bali all the way down to Costa Rica, and I have. Uh, I got 4G uh, on my phone set up, and so I think my uh, my Wi-Fi is down. Like yesterday, I don't know. The power just went out. Just classic Costa Rica stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm just pumped that the tethering on my 4G phone worked to my MacBook to record this Skype <laughs> interview. And, it's the little um, things, man. Yeah, that is a little thing. And and also, by the way, this cost it costs 20 bucks a month down here uh, for for that type of service. So um, I'm also very grateful for uh, for that. It, it is yeah. the little things. You're you're right. Um, but I, I I I'd love if you could. Uh, leave everybody with just some actionable stuff and uh, I would say questions that they can ask themselves and then a little bit of advice on how to go and execute next steps on what they can do after they become really clear on what they need to do then how do they go out and and attack it to be able to make a transformation like you've made definitely I think the first and most important step, I just got off a coaching call with someone I was explaining to, figure out who you are and what you want. It's the most difficult question that you're ever going to face. And I ask myself, it's, it's one that you don't ask one time. You ask yourself every single day. So you need to figure out, and Brandon and I talk a lot about identity creation. You need to figure out what do people, not I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm an entrepreneur, 
I'm a beach bum, I'm a digital nomad, whatever. You need to figure out what do I want people to know me as. Dan is a great guy. Dan's a hustler. Dan works really hard. Dan's a great friend. Um, what do you want to leave? What imprint do you want to leave on this earth? And so once you have a better idea of this is exactly what I stand for and this is what I want for my life and literally write these things down and keep a journal about this and constantly, you know, check it. Um, and once you start to build an idea of what you, who you are and what you want from life, then it's a matter of, you know, figuring out what things get you there. So if you want to be, you know, more, if you want to have more potent energy, for example, um, and be more magnetic in, in the room that requires, you know, physicality is a big part of that. So exercise, you know, making sure that your body is in the most optimal shape so that you can, you know, when you walk into a room, you, you just radiate, people can tell. Um, so first and foremost, that's a very, this is, I, I don't want to get too detailed here, but like, First and foremost, you have to ask yourself all the time, who am I and what do I want? What do I want to be known for? And then secondly, take action. You know, take it doesn't you don't have to have all the answers, but take action on it. If you know that exercise is going to make you feel better and more energized, get up and start walking every day if you haven't done it in a while. Um, work little behaviors into each and every day that are going to add up to big things over time. Man, th that is uh, really, really quality advice. And every, I love how you, you put that because every single action that you take in your life, you can ask yourself, does this align with my values? Does this align with who I want to be? Is this helping me become the person that I want to be? Or is this not? And you can literally ask yourself that question a hundred times a day. And uh, yeah, who am, I, who am I and am I in alignment with that? And uh, Dan, we appreciate you. That is, uh, this has been awesome, awesome hour. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been awesome to be on and, and catch up with you, dude. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Costa Rica. Absolutely. Where else can people learn about you? Because uh, I know people are going to want to learn more. For sure, man. ZenDudeFitness.com. So Z-E-N-D-U-D-E Fitness.com. All one word. Easy enough. Check out Dan Whitmer and their podcast. It is, uh, is top quality. So, all right, brother. We will talk soon, and uh, thank you again. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Ciao. Later, man. Hey, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor for you to ask. We are trying to spread the live different mentality, the mission right now so other people can take advantage of all the stuff that you just got to hear about. If you could go to iTunes and leave a review and a rating, this will help us get on the iTunes new and noteworthy list. And that way, a bunch more people can hear about what we do over here at the Live Different Podcast. So I really appreciate it. If you want to share it, please do. Give it to a friend in need. That is what we want to do and uh, keep doing good stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks.